Welcome to Research in Focus, a podcast exploring the work of Latrobe researchers. I'm Lauren Gorn. International education is Australia's third largest export, worth around $28 billion to the economy. But what are the desires and aspirations of those who choose to study in a country different from their own? Jasveer Singh is a lecturer in the Department of Management, Sport and Tourism at the Latrobe Business School, whose research focuses on the experience of international postgraduate students, particularly in Malaysia. Jasveer, welcome to Research in Focus. Thank you, Lauren. Your work focuses specifically on the experiences of students who go to Malaysia to study postgraduate research, or it has up until now. We know that an international student education is very popular in Australia, but what about emerging markets like Malaysia? How are they distinct from Australia? This was my PhD um, study. I explored international students, um, particularly postgraduate students, about the um, um, academic success. What do they think academic success means to them? Okay. Um, what factors that um, contributed to the academic success, what challenges they faced in um, uh, facilitating the academic success. So Malaysia is a growing um, international education hub. We have got, I think, um, nearly 200 over 1,000 or more international students currently in Malaysia. Okay. Uh, how is it distinct? We are attracting um International students from the Islamic area, for example, the Arab world, okay. um, and also from Indonesia. We also have students from China um, and also India, Pakistan. Um, as you know, that these mainly these countries practice Islamic um, values and also religion. Right. So for these students, it's about studying somewhere that is a good cultural fit as well as a good educational fit. Like for Indonesia, we have got similar language. That okay. we, um, not sim- we, I can't say it's similar, it's the same, okay. yeah. <laughs> if there's a difference to it. But um, culturally, uh, similar language, um, practicing the same religion. Um, yes, these, these are the attractive um, things that um, lure international students into Malaysia. And what other emerging international markets are there for higher education? Singapore is coming up. Okay. Um, China. I recently went to China where they have got now 500,000 international students studying in China. Wow. Coming from the African continent, um, coming from Malaysia, coming from South Korea. So China is coming up now. And also not forgetting India. Right. So these are... Emerging markets. That traditionally may have had large numbers of students yes. coming to Australia are now also attracting large numbers of international students. Precisely said. Um, previously, it was English-speaking countries or Western countries such as the US, um, Australia, Canada, New Zealand. But now the non-English um, speaking countries are coming up in attracting international students. And is that in English medium educational settings or is there also the attraction of learning a language uh, like in China? Both. Um, so in China, when I interviewed international students there, I asked them why why China? First answer was China is the superpower now. And secondly, they want to explore Mandarin, um, um, to speak Mandarin, to write in Mandarin, um, so that they know how to do business with the Chinese um, people. And same like in Malaysia, they want to learn the Bahasa Melayu 
um, they want because in Malaysia we have got three major ethnicity mm-hmm. um, ethnicities um, um, working, uh, living harmoniously together, and they want to explore that how we do it, how we stay together as one. Right. Yeah. So there's the immediate educational opportunity, the language opportunity, but also kind of planning future relationships with that country. Precisely, because these international students, when they go back home, they are at one point they will be ambassadors, um, they will be in the public sectors, and that's what Malaysia is looking for. They, in Malaysia, as a, um, if you're an international student, unlike Australia, you can stay um, as a TR or PR or even a citizen late, I mean, in, uh, okay. over so time, but in Malaysia, you can't. So um, in Malaysia, what they do is the international students, they come, they study, and they go back. They want to contribute back to their home country, and that's what Malaysia is looking forward to. They want to help the bottom billions um, countries um, so that international students come to Malaysia, learn the skills, knowledge, know-how, know-what, go back home, contribute back. That's the soft power that Malaysia is using. So rather than the temporary and permanent residency visas that some students look to in Australia, it's more about returning those skills back to their countries. Having said that, when I um, interviewed uh, Latrobe um, alumni, um, Chinese Latrobe alumni, I went to China and I interviewed this um, cohort and they said that um, we don't want to stay in Australia anymore because we want to go back home to China to contribute to our own um, economy in China. And because they say that, you know, Chinese economy is booming, family and friends are there, and they they know their culture. They just want to go back home. So we're seeing shifting attitudes with students who are coming to Australia as well. Yes, precisely. Because um, every research that I do on international students are based on my own problems that I want to seek, I uh, want to explore. So when I was teaching at Monash and Latrobe, um, let's say six years ago, yeah. I will ask the question, I say, okay, for international students, do you want to stay home or you want to, um, uh, you want to stay in Australia, you want to b- go back home? And they always say, no, we want to stay in Australia, land of opportunities, so on and so forth. Two years ago, I asked the same question and I got a a very different answer. They said, no, we want to go back home to China. We don't want to stay in Australia. And that triggered my brain. And I'm like, why do you want to go back home? And, you know, there's there's so much of opportunity here in Australia. And that's where that I enhanced and that that's where that I went on this um, seeking the truth. You um, focus on university students and particularly those who do postgraduate education. Undergraduate and postgraduate. Okay. Is there a difference in the attitudes and the kind of aspirations of undergraduates who are here for you know, bachelor degrees and postgraduates who are here to maybe pursue a master's or um, even something like a PhD? I've not explored um, international students in Australia postgraduate per se. Um, I explore. I have explored undergraduate students. Okay. Um, w- what I can see is, I guess undergraduates they're they're immature yet. You know they are having that. Oh, we want to go back home and we want to get the um, leadership position straight away. But if you talk to postgraduate students, they don't talk like that. They okay. They 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 know that the the where the reality is. Unlike undergraduate students that, oh, I've got my um, international education, I'm going to go back home, I'm going to be a leader in some of the companies or whatever, in the best companies. I'm like, no, that's not quite right. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you break that news to them gently. Uh, After that, (laughs) after the interviews, yeah. But, you know, 
When I asked this question to our international students who are back home in China, I said, is an Australian degree valuable to you? And they said, obviously. I'm like, why? And they said that um, employers in China, they do value um, um, Chinese um, international graduates because of their English ability. Okay. They can read, they can write, they can translate the documents from Chinese to English. And mainly these FDIs, foreign direct investment companies in China, would want to employ um, international graduates. So the value of the Australian yes. degree is the English language skills and cultural skills that that brings with it. And also the mindset. Because most of my interviewees say that um, uh, we are very fast learners, we can think very for, uh, forward, we have got forward thinking, and we don't come to our bosses by saying that I've got this problem, how to solve it? No, we bring the solutions as well. And the, the employers in China love it when, when our graduates, um, they do that. Right. Mm. So people really see the value in these degrees? Yes. It's just not learning, but they're also learning whole other skills like teamwork skills and problem-solving skills and um, writing skills, speaking skills. So we are not... Um, we can't say that our international students are here just to learn. Nah, they're also you know, acquiring other skills as well, which are employability skills. Your research takes quite a holistic approach to the student experience when they go on exchange or, or they study internationally. And one thing you've begun to look at is the, the volunteering experience mm. or the community participation that international students engage in. What kind of uh, responses and experiences that students have is that research bringing out for you? Mm. This is my future research, right. which I've yet to explore, waiting okay. for a grant to be approved. Um, I'm noticing there's a lot of international students volunteering. And we also have the Vic Victorian International Student Awards for, okay. for volunteers. I just want to explore why do they do these volunteering services? What are the factors? What, what, what are the challenges? So I just want to explore this whole new concept of volunteering, um, um, of volunteering, volunteerism of international students. But when I interviewed our alumni, yep. they said that um, international students um, have to volunteer to, to accumulate or to develop their employability skills. I went further and asking them, why would you think volunteering will give them that kind of skills? And they said that uh, you don't know that we're going to meet a lot of people. There's no agenda. There's no like, you know, or there's monitoring gain. It's just purely volunteering for the sake of volunteering. And they said that through volunteering, there are a lot of opportunities. One of them volunteered here at Latrobe in one of the churches. And he had a, a tremendous um, working experiences here in Australia. Okay, so it's students driving this desire yes. for the experience of volunteer work. Yes, you're right. Interesting. And uh, what uh, particular, are you particularly focusing on looking at a particular cohort of students for that research? No. It's um, open to every ethnicity at, okay. at, um, uh, at, in Australia. Not, not only looking at Latrobe. I'll start off from Latrobe first and then see how it goes. Excellent. What do you see if we have a rising educational sector in China that's attracting international students and we have rising sectors in Singapore and Malaysia? What do you see the future of Australia's international student 
demographic and our international education market looking like? Um, we have got a lot of things that we can provide and we are providing for international students and that's one up. We have we have got English. Uh, in, the, the main point we have is we are English-speaking country. We provide English um, um, studies in English medium where international students are you know, they, they want to learn English language. That's one thing that is we are providing. But for China and uh, Malaysia, there are still a growing market. Like I went to China, uh, their support services for international students um, is are lacking. Okay. So they do not support international students in terms of upskilling their employability skills, unlike Latrobe where we have career-ready advantage, we have got career people to really facilitate international students' employability skills, which is also an, a, a tick, a very big tick. So, um, yes, these uh, countries are, um, you know, attracting big numbers of international students, but for Australia, we have got, we have to, we have got the niche area, we have to just strengthen it and, and, um, Branding is also very important, according to international students. Right. Every international student that I talk to in China, they talk about ranking, they talk about branding. Okay. So, so if we can be in that top 100 or 200, we are there. So is it branding very closely linked to this rankings and academic success? Yes. There I said, why did you, because I went to the best universities in China to interview international students. I said, why are you here? Ranking. Do you know this university is top 10? I'm like, no, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm like, wow. When I was an international student, came here um, at Monashworth, then Latrobe, I didn't even look at the ranking. I looked at the, um, the, the, the course that I wanted to do. And after that, I followed my supervisor who came from Monash to Latrobe. But these students, different. They think very differently. I think they feel proud that our associating themselves with that university has got very good ranking, I guess. So given that university rankings are often to do with academic success and have very little to do with teaching, um, how do you see the relationship between this kind of academic ranking and the marketing and student experience? Mm, interesting question. <laughs> um, we have to then ask international students, what are you here for? Are you here? Academic success doesn't mean grades or, com or timely completion. When you ask internet, when I ask international students, what does it mean for them? They, it means whole lot of research skills. I want to enhance my research skills. I want to develop my soft skills. I want to contribute back to my home country. That's why I'm here, and I want to experience the international um, experience here uh, in Malaysia, in Australia, and in China. So for them, this is what is much more important than know, um, knowing what, mean, meaning content knowledge. So if you, if Australian universities can provide them the flavor of, you know, having that international experience, um, upskilling their skills, um, especially employability skills now, you are there. So do you see the future of international education in Australia still looking very positive? I'm I'm pretty sure of that <laughs> because we have got niche areas you know they are here to experience international um, life here not only studying in academia if teaching staff can include them in in classrooms you know and and try to understand their culture they are just not keeping quiet it's just that they are very 
either they are intimidated because of your English language ability or either they are very shy. But if you can open up that shell, they they are they have got good ideas. So it sounds like these students are very aware of why they've chosen to study in a particular country and at a particular university. Yes. Do you think universities still need to do more to really connect properly with our international student cohorts? Um, do you mean alumni or before they come in? I think both, both. And, and while they're here. For alumni, they really like the events that the alumni office is having every year. They want it like twice or thrice in a year. Right. They feel very connected. So these are students who've returned to yes, their home country. home countries. And they still feel very connected with the troop. Even though those who have what, graduated 20 years ago, I had the privilege to interview two or three of them who were just here for six months for exchange purposes and they still talk about the troop and they still think about the troop. How, ima- how, how proud you are and as an academic at the troop and they talk about the troop in that sense. I'm like, wow. 20 years ago, mate, but you still can talk about Latrobe. I'm like, wow, that's something that Latrobe has given to them. It's a really clear indication that an international student experience really is a life-changing experience for a lot of people. It is. It's just not about content knowledge. It's about how we treat them, how we engage them, how we give them that valuable experience that they will never have it in their own country. Take myself... As, a, as an example, I come from Malaysia. I was an international student at the um, in the U.S., in Australia. What it has given me is so much more if I was just staying in Malaysia. You, you engage with other cultures. You understand what their culture means. If they say no, it means it's no. Some of them will say yes, but it's no. So you kind of, you know, you interact with other people. You try to work with other people and you try to know them. And as an academic, you can do that in your classrooms. Give them that experience. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Jasper. Thank you. Research in Focus is a Latrobe University podcast produced by Laurie Zion and Lauren Gorn. Support for this podcast comes from Latrobe University's Transforming Human Societies Research Focus Area. This podcast is edited by Max Robbins and Margaret Purdom and hosted by Upstart. Our music is Bright Future by Silent Partner.